Welcome everyone. Uh, this is our first podcast and the purpose of this is trying mm -hmm. to give like a, a different ideas about the immigration situation in Guatemala and also in the States because we have people that are from the States and from other parts mm -hmm. of the world. It's also Guatemalans. So welcome back. I will give you a little bit brief who I am. <clears throat> I, my name is Daniel Casia. I work with nonprofits uh, about like I have like five years working with different nonprofits because of my work doing photography, videography, and also getting involved in different projects. So I kind of like have a different experiences in different types of nonprofits working in different projects and, and get to know a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, foreigners, but also Guatemalans and being in communities and trying to see and trying to understand all these issues. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna try to give my uh, very honest experience and what, I, what I've been catching from. Mm -hmm. the experience that I had and I would like that you introduce yourself and say a little bit about what you're doing. Sure, okay. Um, I'm Katie Corson. I am the founder and executive director of Sueños, which is a, <coughs> excuse me, an extracurricular education program for children who are working here in Antigua. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. thank you. Um, my name is Diego, Diego Rodriguez. I I am the director and founder of the um, Project Wolf and the main idea is to encourage kids and help them to have a better critical thoughts about what they're going to expect once they get in, into the adult world. Okay. Uh, hello everyone, uh, my name is Harriet Rothwell. Um, I am the founder and director of a philanthropy consultancy um, here in Guatemala. Um, um, I'm from England originally and um, the organization I have is called Pionero Philanthropy and we basically um, support grassroots nonprofits here in Guatemala um, in order for them to better support the, the communities that they work in. Um, so a lot of the times immigration comes up in that conversation. Um, yeah, nice to be here. Good morning everyone, my name is Julio. I'm the founder and director of Paralelo 14. Um, Paralelo 14 is a place of connection and what we focus on is coffee. So we believe that coffee is an opportunity and because in Guatemala coffee is so big and many, many people is involved working in coffee, we create that we can um, bring an opportunity to all those producers uh, to connect with each other and also to develop themselves. Great. Uh, I think that maybe we should we can start like saying um, why it's so important to address this immigration topic uh, uh, and why do you think that is mm -hmm. the biggest thing that people even here in Guatemala and outside of Guatemala or outside of countries like Guatemala are or have like a very wrong view or not wrong but it, but not like quite real view about here. <clears throat> I, from my point of view I think that the first thing that I can think about is like most of the people always say I don't understand why, why right? Uh, 
and they don't understand like it's not about the people it's not about someone who just want to have a a easier life mm. out there that is going to go and they're going to do the same thing mm. and it's going to get more mm -hmm. it's more about like it's really like it's very complicated that's the thing with mm -hmm. immigration it's very complicated it's not just economic it's not just lack of opportunities it's it's a, it's a whole thing it's a, it's a whole change that is not just like people who is um in this like a difficult economic situation but it's like the whole scale even like we'll say even for me i mean uh doing my job trying to like uh grow up financially having a better life it's the the, the country situation and uh, in economics politics and the whole system it's really hard it's really hard even for me that i have some opportunities and i have some tools that i can use and education yeah and education yeah so um, i think that's it's really complicated i mean it's that's why we are talking here about all these different things trying to like point out all those things so I think that's from my perspective of course we are going to keep talking more about this what we are mm -hmm. keeping with the mm -hmm. podcast but um, I think that's what I have to say well, yeah um, if I can add something I will say like first we will we, we need to know or, or try to understand also the, the idea of what immigration means what immigration is the word actually comes from and all. because immigration has always happened through years and history to the history mm -hmm. so it's something like it's always been there mm -hmm. however these things in this part of the world and we're talking about Latin American immigration yeah I'm not very I make a very point a very huge point about this because it's not the same thing if we talk about Latin American immigrant immigration or for example Syria immigration mm -hmm. both immigration are completely different and both are are um, continuing happening because of history things and like you mentioned it and also here in Guatemala for example in Central America Latin America right now we can see a lot of uh, the, the immigration everywhere all the media and all the things but it's because I in my opinion I would like to 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 have an opinion from you guys and that right now immigration is being here on all the media for two uh, for two points once these days, the social media helps a lot, mm -hmm. but also confuse a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And the other thing is like the main idea or the main strategy for more for almost all the governments in this region, it's immigration area. So all the governments are focusing on how to fix immigration, how to fight against immigration, or how to continue promoting the immigration. Because even if they are not saying, hey, I want my people go to other countries, they are um, are opening those uh, channels to continue happening because they are not trying to. So I, they're kind of like uh, inviting the people, the citizens of the country to say, hey, here there's an opportunity, go to other countries because I will not get charged. So that's something that the concept that we, we 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 would like to I would like to to, to, to share with you guys so I don't know and so yeah, so right now so what was the question again oh just like uh important? yeah what are what do you think that people like uh, have a misconception of mm -hmm. what is the problem of immigration I mean, I definitely agree with Diego that the whole point of immigration it's happened for millennia since the beginning of time it's not a new concept um, 
you know, even from my own country, from England, we we emigrated from England over and Ireland and all over the world over to the US. And now we are these white people in the, <laughs> my ancestors are these, the white people in power in the US who, um, who have done very well from immigration. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, um, I think it's people lose sight of that when you know people feel there's a very much an us and them mentality right now, where and I think it's always happened, but I think that the fire has been stoked quite a lot by the U.S. administration regarding Central American immigration, um, forgetting that actually you know um, many of the people that are in in the ruling class or whatever in, in the US now are immigrants themselves um, and have done very well from it. So I think it's a very, um, I feel it's, it's, it can have an element of hypocrisy sometimes when you have all these, uh, a lot of mostly white Americans, but um, saying, you know, get them out, send them home. When actually, okay, well, okay, that should we send you back home too? <laughs> back to where you originally came from? So it's kind of, it's, it's very, um, for me, it's, it's um, yeah, as you said, it's very complicated. It has many, um, many causes. Um, I mean, from, from my standpoint, um, immigration and being in Guatemala and, um, the organization I work with, um, working with other nonprofits, um, we are focusing and we, we see a lot of the causes and seeing about and hear a lot of stories about the causes of immigration. So I can only really speak to that. But it's um, if you go even further back to the causes, you go also back to politics and the, the structures that are already here and historical politics, international politics. Um, so without getting too kind of political too early on, <laughs> I'm gonna go straight into that. But um, I think it's it's a multi-layered, deep problem that isn't new, and we need to remember that. Yeah, I think that there's like a, in the states, like a, even like people who are saying like send them back, like they are taking our jobs. Mm. They say that because it's basically like. A, I will say in this way, like it's like the easy way to see it, mm-hmm. and they actually don't understand if it's a problem or not because it's. I don't think that it's a problem because we all know that immigration is not gonna be the solution. I mean, uh, it's never gonna be there. There is so many people that is like in hard situation that if we they all migrate right, we to can't, there we can't it's say never everybody's gonna stay yeah, in their country yeah, in the future right yeah it's it's not gonna be a solution and and, and we are not I, I don't think that we should be promoting like to the states to get m- allow more people to get in because that is not the solution actually yeah and and i think that um we could sit everyone in the table and, and agree that we are on the same thing and we are just trying to find a, 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 a good solution to, to all this and to understand uh, and that's kind of like what we were talking about like um, helping the people in their own country is like the best solution to if they want to problem. stay there yeah. if they want to I think uh, go no go I think there's also a difference between forced migration and selective, you oh, know, cho- chosen, yes. chosen, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because I've, emigra- I've immigrated to yeah. Guatemala, <laughs> so, so it's it's Haiti, and you know, that was our choice, so if, and it's you true. know, um, that is something that, you know, freedom of movement is, 
and it's actually very vital because I, I don't know I have this theory that I think that it, yes actual immigration is good mm -hmm. uh, um, for example if I am able to grow myself to put me in a place where I can like migrate that means that someone else is gonna stay here doing my job and taking my place some other Guatemala who is gonna grow up behind me is gonna take my place and then I can go do some other stuff in another place and then come back with new ideas create more jobs in a different perspective but I mean I think that a lot of people in Guatemala who, who is able to migrate they don't want to yeah. because they want to keep being like the big fish in the small pond you know yeah. and and we have to I think break that and, and we start to let's say the ones who are who want to do more be like the, yeah. not be afraid and go out and and then yeah. come back and help your own people. That's that's mm -hmm. the whole thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> I think I think today mostly we're going to talk about what we're seeing here. What are some of the causes of migration from Guatemala? But I also think it's important to think about what's going on in the U.S. and yeah. why is there a crisis right mm -hmm. now? So what is going on in the U.S. that's creating this perspective? I think Harriet was touching on this. We've seen the rise to power of a government who has sort of cultivated that that power based on creating fear mm -hmm. so that fear um that leads to so much power needs to focus the fear on something right yeah. <laughs> So um, we've seen that the government has used this tactic of creating an other. Unfortunately, and yes. In Germany, I've seen to and other countries yes, <laughs> utilizing right. fear very well. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrifying <laughs> pattern to see mm -hmm. in history. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no denying that this is an effective technique yeah. to gain power as well. Mm -hmm. so. And to mobilize people. Yes. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've seen tons of violence in the U.S. based based around that creation of fear mm -hmm. yeah. and the other. So what you said about what you said, uh, what is the solution? I don't really think that there's a solution because we have many perspectives, but I think it's very important to understand um, why people is trying to live, you know, the understanding of migration. Mm -hmm. So I think based on that there are many reasons uh, one can be social mm -hmm. which is uh, people is looking for services education um, also medical attention which is something that in many places in Guatemala we don't have uh, second economic so unemployment mm -hmm. uh, looking for better employment opportunities mm -hmm. also a better pay and to not being uh, exploited you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, third one will be political in the case of Syria uh, in these countries uh, it's more like that like persecution war and the last one will be climate change mm -hmm. or natural uh, disasters mm -hmm. so I think here in Guatemala and Latin America specifically uh, is more about the first two. Yeah. Also political because in the whole world we have uh, issues with political things. 
But in our case, it's more like we don't have enough jobs, uh, the payment is not good, uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I believe that the understanding of that is very important for us, that we want to make a change. So I will say that something very important is to understand that and then propose uh, something that we can where that we can make better all those all those issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in my case it will be creating more jobs uh, recognizing that we in Guatemala also I will put this case in the table which is many foreigners come here to Guatemala to create a, a business or do something like that but what it happens is that they start this business and they pay the people the same that everyone pays them. Mm-hmm. So how we are going to develop uh, if we are not giving a little bit more, you know? So I don't know what you do you guys think about that. Yeah, I think that the conception of it, the, the concept or what is fair, it is it's a very... Mm-hmm weird how some people get that idea because they come like if we are talking about foreigners they come to Guatemala and it's even for me I I am like included in that case like um, uh, if I I'm gonna like uh, give them a service they immediately think that they have to pay me less Mm -hmm. because I am from Guatemala and you know it's part of the game I understand that because I cannot change that but why is that you know fair will be the same in your country what do you think that is fair in your country should be the same thing that is fair Mm -hmm. here and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't change um and you know also what what you were saying Mm -hmm. about like the why people leave about like security and all Mm these issues it is true but it's also i think that uh, something that i'm seeing a lot is that for example people we all know that people want even us we want like a, a better like health service and everything right. mm-hmm. but even if we go to the states we are not going to get that help it's going to be even worse because at least for me if i decide to go to try to help my family i'm not going to get health service it's going to be expensive for me because i'm not going to have like a social security number so also, if you go to a hospital in and, US and they go, realize you're undocumented. Yeah, but maybe maybe then, that's the thing. It will be very expensive for you. But then I'm going to be allowed but what, to give them yeah, to go to will private. Be better yeah, to that's what I'm saying. Be very expensive for you or to go to the hospital and they don't have medicine. Yeah, um, I think that my only point with this is that uh, what I'm trying to say is like the people who leave mm-hmm. Guatemala or these countries go to the state not for the healthcare of that place for them it's to be able to help their family in yeah. their countries to get right. better health right. mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I wanted to say mm-hmm. if that's something sure. that yeah. people have this misconception I think because they oh they came here because they want better health no they want better health for their families mm-hmm. yeah I think and it's very cultural what you're saying and rescued your both uh, topics about the solution about the debut, I think it's, it's happened the same because um, 
I'm pretty sure the conception of everyone has like for the just for the fact that they hear that you are visiting or you're gonna live in a third world country, they immediately think that uh, whatever I'm paying you as a foreigner mm. is gonna be enough because you are for a third world country. Mm-hmm. I have uh, when happened. You should be uh, happy with that. I happened, yeah, I happened backwards too, but because third world country people think that when they go to Europe, United States, Canada, they say, oh, I'm going to get rich there. I'm going I'm mm. to have all mm. the facilities because those are first world countries. So the idea of that is always, it's very cultural and it happened and we continue replying because we always put like a, in the in the like a first, second place, uh, third place, whatever, like in medals, like which country is better. But how we actually measure that? I mean, so that was the idea, that first idea about your topic and about the solutions. I will say, like right now, for example, in Latin America, when talking specifically in Guatemala, how uh, one of the solutions that it came to my mind is like how the, for example, the government will be like applying the social programs because what is a social program here in Guatemala? So social program here in Guatemala is a typical bag of groceries and thank you and both for me next four years. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's so wrong. <laughs> and these days, the social program should be something like, okay, the first years I will help you with a microcredit. The second year, you have that microcredit so you can start your, your business. The second year, I trained you in some like a bakery, in some like a, some some job from those people from the rural areas, and so you can prepare. And the third year, I'll, I'll, now you have the microcredit, you have your business, you are training. So, okay, I helped your, your kids to continue with school. school. And the fourth year, that's a process. I yeah. think one of the solutions should be the process, but most important, all these news or good ideas could exist. But uh, the only way that this can this could work, it will be if the 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 government or the society, because it's not just the government, because that's another wrong idea. People think that the government create uh, uh, new new employees, but it's not. It's so completely wrong. Yeah. The government is just mm-hmm. they manage the money, mm-hmm. and that's they they open the thing. But in Guatemala, what they happen is like we have the conception like, hey. No, you are the government, so you need to fix my life. And mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's like yeah. the social idea and the very uh, uh, populist, if you want to call it that in, in, in Spanish, that the way that they sell the idea. Like, okay, vote for me and I will fix your life. Yeah. And people are like, oh yeah, that's sure, wrong. I don't need so to do anything. So people are waiting for somebody exactly. else to come yeah, exactly. and fix so, And that's why they continue immigrating, because like, okay, government is not helping me. Like, they, they promised me. So I went to the States, I went to Canada, I went to Europe because okay, that guy back to the topic like, like yeah because those countries are amazing and doing well so mm-hmm. let's try it even if they don't know what's gonna expect there but they also have the idea and the idea of that is like for example I got robbed in Switzerland and people when they sell that people always say like oh Switzerland really like but what will happen if I say I got robbed in Mexico I got robbed in Costa Rica people oh, sure. will assume like oh yeah that makes sense yeah. so the conception is always there it's always there with the people like just assume that it's a first world country, you are will be better. It's a third mm-hmm. world country, no. And we need to understand one last thing. Guatemala is not a poor country. Guatemala is just oh, a God. country that's been stolen by bad administration and by other countries exactly. through the history. I know. Yeah, we yeah. were just in Rio Dulce um, at the week, uh, a couple of, well, yesterday, which is on the other side of the country. And um, I haven't actually been there for a, a, in that part of Rio Dulce before. And, um, Again, I was reminded that Guatemala is a very rich country. There were yachts 
everywhere. I mean, I lost, I knew, I don't know how many yachts were there, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Wow. And, and honestly, it's, in, in, it's crazy. So I thought, naively actually, that, oh, well, these are probably all owned by foreigners. Nope, all Guatemalan money. Mm-hmm. Mega houses, mega catamarans, mm-hmm. all owned by Guatemalans, and and then next door we go to a non-profit which has been which was an orphanage, the poorest of poorest people living next to super yachts. Yeah. Um, which is just actually it was obscene. Um, so there is there is money here, and like there is in every country, yeah. there is inequality. But I think um, Guatemala it really is another it's another level. And I think that that's one of the things that you can't deny when looking at immigration is there are so many of these underlying issues, Mm -hmm. crazy inequality from colonialism, like there Mm -hmm. are so many structures that have maintained themselves Mm -hmm. from colonialism. Um, Lack of immigrants themselves, right? Right. (laughs) Lack of education, lack of opportunities. Child marriage, huge corruption, and yeah, corruption. So, like, when my experience has been with families, um, some of them who are thinking about migrating, some of them who have migrated, some of them who were prepared to migrate and didn't end up doing it. And you can't really say to somebody it doesn't make sense because it does. It really, like, they are comparing their real opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Our families, for example, have informal jobs or street vendors. They have X amount of money and it's not enough. And then they're looking at maybe they have cousins, uncles, aunts in the US. And honestly, those opportunities aren't there. And, and they're maybe, sending back money from the US for their families. Right. right. And even from the perspective of somebody who lives in the US, you say, that's not a desirable job. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. It's very dangerous, but they're willing to take those risks because the actual economic opportunity is worth it for them. Mm-hmm. And the risk of crossing the border and paying the coyote and, and all yeah. that is actually, sadly, for them worth it because what have they got to lose here? Like, not much. And I think like when we're, when we're talking about solutions, something that we've seen a lot isn't always based on a lack of opportunity. What we've begun to see as we get to know our families better is that they often have had opportunities, but they don't always have the tools available to them to be able to really take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. So we've had situations, for example, um, with a teenager who was really, and is now again really thinking about migrating. Um, She's had maybe like four or five formal jobs here in Antigua which for me was a huge surprise. Like, she has not even a primary education. She got up to fifth grade and didn't finish. And she's a street vendor now. But it was shocking to me to find out that she had been offered work in a restaurant, a hotel, cleaning somebody's house. Like, they're all jobs that would have given her a better economic opportunity. But she had all these limiting factors that didn't really let her be successful. Would you mind me asking what those were? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they're really related to the social and emotional skills, which is what we focus on at Sueños, developing. Um, she, at multiple jobs, got drunk. Oh. She came mm-hmm. in drunk. 
and then she couldn't continue. But, I mean, when we think about why is that happening, right? There are a lot of, like, managing emotions, figuring, navigating social situations, navigating uh, romance in your teen years, things that seem so simple, so natural for those of us who've navigated those times. We know we had boyfriends. This girl, for example, she got married to her first boyfriend when she was 14. So... Um, it's just a web of factors that really social cultural. Yeah, an important fact also that we all need to keep in mind that Guatemala right now has a very huge population that is between sixteen and thirty five mm-hmm. years old. So it's a very young, young population, population that they feel they part of the, the immigration immigration uh, concept is like they are not finding the space to to continue growing to continue develop their right. skills and all because. Right now, all the acquisitive power continue being in, in, in hands of the baby boomers. If you want to go like that, baby boomers, because all the money continues being controlled by those those people, or even more. If you want to be more specific, two hundred and sixty-one around families are the ones who rules all the money here in, 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 in Guatemala, and most of them we all know that belongs to the cacique. Yeah, and that go- that goes like uh, I was uh, researching a little bit about like the whole thing is like what keeps a country poor or what it makes a country rich yeah. and the causes that, that about like what I was researching says like is like um, geography is one of the topics culturally and um, uh, what was the other one the um, um, uh, institutions yeah thank you <laughs> The institutions, so what they say is the institutions, um, when we are talking about institutions, government, healthcare, and all these things, when you don't have these things like well-founded, when there's the right person directing them, when you really have really good leaders that are doing the job, when it's the Mm -hmm. best person in that uh, specific place, guiding everyone to, to, to actually work and do their best. And that comes because, in, in Guatemala we don't have it, why? Because we have this culture of clan, what's what they call, when because you are my friend, mm-hmm. you are gonna be working with me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best one for that exactly. job. And when, for example, if you are like a, a doctor and Okay, you are gonna be head of my hospital and everything, right. but you are not the best doctor. Right. And what it, what happens with all the the rest of that are below you that are really good and they are better for the job than you. They are trying to do their best to get that job, but because of this clan way of think, they know that they never gonna be it's in that position. Know, yeah. yeah. So something I hear all the time. Yeah. So really? them. I mean, yeah. what what happened with those people that are trying to do, give their best? They're gonna stop doing There's no it. There's no reward for that. They're gonna right? stop doing it. Your last yeah. name will define where you belong. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I find that I think in many parts of the world, even in England and the sure. US, it's sure. a lot of the time it is who you know. Yes. But I feel here in Guatemala, it's even more extreme. Yeah. I think it's even more extreme. Um, you know, I've seen actually. You know, I can even I've seen it with you two and yeah. my boyfriend and his friends. You know, um, people who are middle class, middle class, there's a very small middle class, uh, people who are educated, 
um, articulate, speaking fluent English, you know, um, you know, very upstanding citizens, but they're not part of those special families. You know, that you can, they especially for the they, they, yes, they don't, they can only get so far, and it's even difficult for very well educated people to to get a good opportunity. So it takes a very long time to get a half decent ish job here, even for people who are educated. And yeah. so then I'm like, God, and these people are the lucky ones, you know. Um, you know, so thinking about the rest of the population who are, who don't have, you know, the average grade um, for graduating Guatemala is third grade. So you know, they have you know. You know, by looking at the figures, have no hope. I also need to add there that there's a huge, still a huge thing in the urban areas about racism, because mm. just the fact if you have a Mayan last name, that will put you mm-hmm. very low in the position. Oh, that yes. will con- will true. make you be like, like you could not aspire to be a manager at some important company in the city because you have Mayan uh, last yeah, name. The, your color of skin too. I mean, yeah. if you go to this, the to the huge companies in Guatemala in the, in the, in the city, what's most of the manager you want to find always the, the typical blonde, tall, blue eyes kid. True. Yes, true. That will that like Daniel says like that person pretty much doesn't have the the knowledge or the experience, uh-huh. and but they know that. But it's like just because they belong to the families, so or that's how. Uh-huh. So the racism here is still being very, 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 very like strange. between all the culturally mm-hmm. so. And is it more difficult for if you're a girl? If you're a man, girl. if you're a woman, Mind. man, and you, you, your chances to be successful are kind of, kind of like... No. Yeah, and I find, again, it's even more extreme. I feel, I feel like Guatemala and probably many of the countries in Central America is just kind of, just even more extreme. Everything is more extreme. So over mm-hmm. 50% of the population is, is indigenous. Um, and I, you know, even when you go to the city, or even here in, um, you know, in Antigua, in managerial, even supervisor jobs, you hardly ever see indigenous um, people being represented. Yeah. yeah, I think that racism here in Antigua is very visual. It's mm-hmm. very. Where do you see indigenous people here in Antigua? On the square selling. Yeah, yeah. they're in like the lowest social position. Mm-hmm. They're on the mm-hmm. streets. Some of them are sleeping out on the streets, um, or they're out on the street working all day mm-hmm. and that's how we see them they don't they're not appearing in other levels or mm-hmm. other spaces in life mm-hmm. which is really scary and I think it really shows how connected Guatemala still is to colonialism mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that it's um, uh, with that it's not that it's not possible because yeah. I've seen people, indigenous people, who is doing great things sure. and they're super, but I think that it's also a little bit about um, what you are doing, like kind of like say to them, you don't have to feel less than other ones. And, and of course, it's going to be hard to find those that well, have like the personal, like a, a self-esteem to, to put like in front of someone and, and feel the same. Well, me, for, for me, what's been interesting in education has been looking at especially the national-based curriculum, and there is a bilingual and ultra intercultural uh, curriculum that is used here in Guatemala on a large scale, um, so the intercultural bit should be dealing with this racism, but something that's crazy to me is that this this part of the curriculum is only used in communities that are Mayan. <laughs> so, 
Sure, indigenous children are learning that, they're learning about their culture. That checks one box, right? That's, that's wonderful, but it's missing. Why isn't that in the private schools? Why aren't the wealthy children learning about the, the multiculturalism of their country? Yeah, when I was yeah. at school like seven years ago, in the system, the school system, we didn't learn any my own language. Yeah. And now it's a rule by the government that everyone should learn a Maya language. But um, why we weren't learning a Maya language? We were learning English, sometimes uh, French, but not a Maya language. And, we and there, have, are like, we're people, all that. there are plenty yeah. of people in this country who think that Maya languages are useless. Mm -hmm. I've heard it. It's, it's disgusting, really, to hear that yeah. perspective, but many people have it. Why should we learn a Mayan language? What's it going to be useful for? Mm -hmm. Of course, we know that they're dying that, languages. You know why? Because they are just trying to find. Uh, I think that in their mindset, that's that's what I'm. Uh, uh, that's something that I think that it happens a lot. Like people, it's really focusing on get more tools to get more opportunities, and that's yeah, what they right, think sure, about. Like, sure. what I should learn this, what I will was wasting my time learning this Mayan language. If I'm not gonna be able to use it, it's not gonna help me to mm -hmm. make it to have a better life, basically. And mm -hmm. I think that uh, education in Guatemala should be like, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> even like even when it's an you, understatement. When you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, I mean, I, and it's not bad because I mean, I came from 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 I study in, in, in public schools, and I, I'm, I didn't study all my life in a private school. I study in public schools too. Yeah. I have that experience. And I will say that it's not bad in terms of um, mathematics and all the stuff. The problem with the culture thing is that, and even like my perspective about like uh, Guatemalan culture changed because I was studying in yes. uh, public school and I have this teacher who basically opened my eyes and then I say, oh wow, it's true what you're saying. Because they teach you a story of Guatemala that is hardly true, hardly gonna be true. It's not yes. true. And they teach you all basically like, they don't teach you how to feel proud about Guatemala. They teach you all these stories that the only thing that you see, ah, I'm not really sure. I, I don't feel proud about this. Yeah. And they don't teach you the good things that Guatemala is doing, mm -hmm. which is different in the States. They teach you when they teach you uh, the the American history or the United States history, they kind of like. It's still they, a little bit biased, but yeah, but they <laughs> but try. It's more complete. I, I yeah. think that they were trying to like to show uh, perspective. Yeah, to to show you this is what you should be proud of being an American citizen or a United yeah. States American citizen. Right. And they don't do that here. Yeah. Something. Awesome. Sorry, I was okay. just gonna say something that shocked me was I went to go see the presidential palace here, mm -hmm. and there's a huge mural of Teguna Uman on the inside, mm -hmm. and I, like, for me, it was a huge. It made me confused. Like, the people who are in power in this country are killing indigenous people and have been killing them since the beginning of the country. So, like, what? It's sort of like a masquerade of like, yeah, we mm. embrace our indigenous culture. We use it for tourism. Like it sells <laughs> great. Come visit the mines in Guatemala. But like also we've been killing them for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, Selective. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I continue that line on what you say. That like, we were talking about like, then that's one of the main reasons what happened with all those uh, indigenous people or the middle social uh, people they need to immigrate so because they don't find those spaces and also 
another thing that we need to uh, consider in Guatemala is that Guatemala is a very conservative country still. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. still managed mm -hmm. a lot by the religion. It's huge. Mm -hmm. the religion still have power in the mm -hmm. political decisions. Mm -hmm. yes. So that's the church is the different religion. So it's, it's incredible. And then you can also see that the same speeches continue replying through, through decades. And what speeches is, it's like, if you are Mayan and you are successful, then you are socialist. Because you you have that idea that you just want to yeah. have everything free. You want to every, to you are socialist. And who says that? The army people. Because they still have been the same thing. Always, if you are not with the private sector, you are socialist. If you, if you are from 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 the private sector and you support them, then you are military. Then then they still they still they continue is spreading the same word. And that's why people immigrate because they like try to escape it because. In some rural areas, they're still thinking that there's some uh, civil war happening. I mean, some areas in Guatemala, people ne they never find out that the war stopped, and so that's why they are very uh, skeptical of the idea to see any foreigner because they continue thinking, oh, it's a foreigner, they're gonna take, take my land, they're gonna take my, my, my property. And so, this is very interesting that these days in 2019, the people still thinking, or more in the rural. Uh, rural urban areas, sorry, in the urban areas is still thinking the idea like if you are Mayan or if you come from those rural areas, you are just trying to have everything free or you are just trying to imply like a socialist like Venezuela because that was a speech like lately before the elections or oh, Guatemala is like yeah. going to become Venezuela but then you have the other area like oh no then the militaries continue ruling the, the country which is true true we, the, we need saying. to speak with the truth like military continue having power more from this government from Jimmy Morales increase the, the power and now it's like so what what's gonna happen I mean we have like two things because you see in the past elections like who, who was the, the, the Temal Cabrera for example she was like one of the she was a surprise of the election she made it a fourth place yeah. and so what was her, her one of the speeches he wants a more open space for the Mayan people and what their competition says oh no that's very communism idea when we all know that communism never existed. It's just a so, and it has a fear. Yeah, so, it's just a fear. I want to tie it back into education again because I mean, you guys who have been in school here, I and maybe you can offer your own perspectives. Mm -hmm. But from what I've seen, the Civil War is not being analyzed, learned about. Like the causes and the results of the Civil War are not being learned yeah. in school, and I think that that is setting the country up to be on a path to re-enter. Yeah, I think that's a little bit what I was saying before about that Guatemalan history. I will say the whole history, even nowadays. Right. People don't see <laughs> why it's so important to actually understand it, and then when what we learn is not actually true. Right. Uh, they don't teach us anything about like the the, the civil war, maybe because they don't yeah. want to reveal something. They yes. can't do it. I don't know. But also, uh, um, sorry, my my parents have been always working in the field of uh, civil war. So something that impressed me a lot when I was in school is that we're taught so little things about uh, the civil war. Not even the teachers uh, knew about the Civil War. So I will come with a big book uh, that my parents gave me and I will give the book to the teachers and they will be like very amazed. 
of everything uh, what I knew because they were like teaching some kind of things about the civil war but not them and not the my my friends will know anything about it so I was always that kid that will like show everyone like a little bit more and to talk about the civil war the victims and all that so I think we as as a country in the in the schools we are not teaching we are not not focus on the wrong thing we are just not teaching enough about the civil war and the other thing that I wanted to add uh, to what you said is that we in the schools we are not creating that environment that will um, give enough opportunities to the kids to develop for example uh, a really good example here in Antigua or Jocotenango this guy Jorge Vega Mm-hmm. He like he had the environment to practice uh, a sport, and then once he? Jorge Vega, he's been in the Olympics and he's a gymnast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's something that I I think it would be really good to cover in every school, you know, to cover exactly. those envir- to provide that environment that will create a an opportunity for everyone to develop and to offer those things. Uh, I think for yeah. for me, when I look at the schools, I think that the most important thing that's getting left out, and it really contributes to all of these mm-hmm. these things about having opportunities in the future um, and being able to process the past as well, is critical thinking. Yeah. So when we yeah. just look at the, mm-hmm. the basic structure of what goes on in school, kids are in rows, kids are sitting down, kids are listening. Um, they are not being asked questions, they're not being asked to think, they're not being asked to form perspectives, they're not being asked to analyze. They're just... Right, they're just being asked to really copy things down, memorize things, still... Accept it Mm. as truth. Once again, why is that? It's because the status quo of the country needs to continue being like that. For governments, for Latin American countries, it's much easier to not educate people because it's more easy to control people. But these days, with the social media, I mean, everyone finds out, but if you can see it, it's interesting how the strategy changed from all these people, from the people, when I say these people, like the people who continue having the power. For example, just for things like the CC, for example, I mean, like a lot of these people joined to just expose the CC pro against, uh, it's just a thing that proved whatever that everyone knew, but no one said it publicly because it's like, <laughs> oh, it's not happened because of course the big families will almost make you shut down. but. This is it's incredible, the strategy that right now is to through videos that confuse the people, confusing the people and the, ju- and the youth these days too, because it's much easier to make the, the teenagers focus, oh, check your Facebook, check your Instagram, check this in social media, and check this video. But actually, well, how many of these videos are actually true? How many of these videos are actually showing the fact? I mean, like you said, these these days the the, the, ki- the kids are not having a critical thoughts that allows them to express themselves and when they do they are actually considering like oh rebels you don't know anything mm, yes. or the typical idea right. like oh you are just a kid that wants everything easy so Guatemala is is, is based in the went back again and the conservative idea that if you are not suffering for what you want to do then you are not having 
success in life that people still think like that, the older people, of course, I'm talking about. So the kids these days are feeling very stressful, very depressed because they they think that they are not achieving what they want and that's why they they take the decision to immigrate. I mean, Guatemala has a lot of very intelligent people, but what, what, yes. what we have is like, they are going to other countries because they're probably going to give them opportunity to actually apply. Because here, you, you, you are not selected by your intelligence, you are selected by what we already talked, your last name or your I connection. Just, yeah, I just want to quickly jump in as well, just to jump in on that point is we haven't talked about this brain drain mm-hmm. concept exactly. as mm-hmm. well, right? That, yeah. you know, I think it's a balance, right, between giving people the skills and opportunities and critical thinking to be successful in, their, in, in Guatemala to mm-hmm. contribute towards the prosperity of Guatemala in, in every way. Um, uh, but also giving people the freedom to leave if they want to. And from what I can see, and especially even the, the elites, you know, they, they are, a lot of them are going to other countries to learn to the university, yeah, to the US or, the, or whatever, and, and then somehow through connections getting a job in abroad. And, and if you can afford it, people were looking for uh, scholarships abroad. And you, know, you went abroad and just for better, open your eyes and get better opportunities. So it's kind of a... For me, I, I from just just made me think about this balance between wanting to kind of um, encourage people to stay to grow their own country, but at the same time um, give them the opportunity to to better themselves abroad. And what is that that balance? I, I don't really have an answer for that, but um, it's just an interesting point. Just, just I want to jump back to the education piece and say another thing that I've seen. Um, Part of working in an organization that's encouraging kids to get an, ed- an education is trying to figure out all the little pieces of the reasons why they're not doing it. Um, and I think one of the things that's really stood out is that children, especially indigenous children, are really like isolated in their education. They're really um, like separated out from their peers. I would say they're they don't have the same opportunities even within the school because of their language mm. I've seen kids get held back an extra year or two years just because they don't speak Spanish yeah. which is not legal yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I think that that's kind of like uh, what we were like the purpose of being talking about this understanding how complicated it is I think what Imala is kind of like um, and a special and a, and a specific um, different uh, from some other countries because language yeah we have more than 20 different right. indigenous languages and that's a big problem with kids when they are like starting a school yes. and there's like a there's a lot of failure in the first two years of school because they cannot understand the Spanish right. and if you think in more wide about all this like for example the ones who grow up, go study, then come back, come here to the city and they start to try to get a job in a different place and then they get like um, discriminated by because they don't speak Spanish correctly right. and most of the people, even Guatemalans, don't think about it's not that they cannot speak Spanish it's just that they have this accent (laughs) because their their mother language is different and then another thing that is even happened to me and I have to remember I mean sometimes when I'm speaking with people who come from uh, 
this background is that they, for us in Guatemala, we, we, we talk like, we will say they're polite sometimes and, and or trying to be really respectful. And the way they, they speak, because they come from this indigenous background, they, you feel like they are more, it's a more harsh, way to talk to you and just and you feel that you are being disrespectful for me and that creates like a barrier between sure. me and that person but it's, if you are not aware of those things it's not that he is being disrespectful it's just like the way he talks because he it's comes from language. this it, yeah it's not his, his first language and that's the way in the indigenous language works is very like mm-hmm. bah, bah, yeah bah. so yeah so that's something that you have to like it's complicated and more with education because they have to learn first Spanish and then be able to understand it and when you think about like in a rural area and that comes to the second thing that I was um, talking about what it makes a country poor or rich and it's geography and what is geography means geography means like uh, rich countries are well connected either communication, mm-hmm. good roads, and everything. So it right. makes it easier in Guatemala because of the geography and the sure. roads and everything. It's really hard to do everything, like create, like um, go from point A to point B. Uh, and if you think like in a rural area, you want to like build a school, how much money more will that cost because of where it's located That's when right. there is not a road, where there is no like uh, the right type of uh, machines to, to, to build the, the school, of all these things, it, 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 it's like two, two or three times harder. And then um, the people who is there to get qualified people to teach the kids, mm-hmm. it's even harder because no one has education before there. And as soon as, soon as someone is got good education, has more opportunity, immigrates to a different part of the country because they, they want to do it better, of yeah. course. So it's really hard to find like the right person to educate these kids. And then yeah, it becomes a snowball that it, it just grow up and grow, grow more. Um, so uh, I think that what you were saying about education, and I, I don't want to like we go uh, to education too much because we are Even talking like about in, in, in immigration, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's education that's, is the root. Uh, I feel the root of many problems as well. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't want to go on about the education too much yeah. again, as you said. But yeah. I, it, I, whenever a lot of it is, Every all the time, time it comes so back. Yeah. 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 It's it's really yeah. Education, <laughs> I think, education and health uh-huh. are the main things that will create that environment that we are talking about. Um, I just wanted to add something else uh, about in my field, coffee, and talking also about the racism. One of the things that have happened to Guatemala is that foreigners have come here, for example, Germans that came to Coban, and they are the owners of big fields, mm-hmm. coffee fields, and all these people, the indigenous. Uh, they are working there, they've been working there and also something very interesting which is very bad for the country to understand is that coffee has been here in Guatemala for so many time and for example these people, the Finca owners, they used to pay their workers with their own coins 
and yes. they will only could spend that money in their own in their own oh, in the plantation, yeah. so that's something very very interesting for the history of Guatemala and how coffee is being involved and also the foreigners taking advantage of all these people so um, it was just something that I wanted to share because not many people knows about that many people is listening uh, this podcast and yeah after that I would like to focus or to put the the topic in the table of how can we create solutions here because all those things that we've been talking about is like more government and things that we is yeah hard to to change right now but we can start changing them uh from here right now yeah and that's Mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to go after that like that the third thing like uh culturally thing Mm -hmm. and what it means because we know like institutions we cannot change that we cannot Mm -hmm. change the government it's going to take too much time and it, it, it maybe will change That's probably so not discouraging though I know I know but I know we not, don't have the power to do it but I'd like yeah. to think that but I think that it, it'll change it will change at some moment but it will have I mean we cannot just change it like from one government to another that's what yeah. I'm yeah. trying to, to say and then geography of course we are not going to change that right. uh, and then the third one is culturally and when they were talking about culture is saying like things like religion oh. uh, Religion, it's difficult to change that, and the problem is not the. I I will not say that religion is a problem. The problem with this is that a lot of people think uh, because of religion, they it puts like the this mindset to the people that you have to be grateful for what you have and and what you what you what you have. You should feel grateful and don't. Don't make uh, or put people to not think. Oh, I should get more. Yeah, be humble. Just, be just humble. accept what you have given, and kind of like feel you should be grateful feel, with what you have. Yeah, exactly. And no, don't think about that. And it's weird because actually religion is not such a bad thing. Because for example, in the states, there is also uh, like a big um, a big thing religion. But the different way of thinking is like they think that God wants you to have more that's the difference between like the conception about what what God wants for you and what God gives you uh, this could be an interesting other podcast too like the religious <laughs> underlying currents yeah. in the government or yeah the but also the culturally because of that I, I wanted to say that because a lot of people not all but a lot of people think that uh, it should be just to be grateful for what you have that's one thing but if we change uh, the way of thinking of the people showing it like a small uh, a normal guy like Jorge Vega can do can go outside can be like on the top of the world in one thing because he is good in one thing and if you start to teach that to everyone to show it to everyone they would think maybe I can do this maybe I should be more aware about who is next to me who who already do all these things and why he did to 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 accomplish all those things and open the the mind and I think that's kind of like what we can do here with different things like with, with with like creating uh, uh, new jobs and then we teach them, you know, 
if I if I have a business and I hire someone and I tell like I don't want you to be here the rest of your life working for me. Mm-hmm. I want you to grow up. You yeah. can do more. It's interesting that you mentioned that because actually, yeah, you touched you touched something very very like you can see actually right now because so for example, check the the, the famous athletes in Guatemala. The sports that Guatemala is always success are the individuals. I mean that shows that the Guatemala is the Guatemala is, is for the Guatemala people it's hard to work as a team because we always are like oh I will I will like to I mean it that we don't like to 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 compete a lot between us because always we all want to be like the best and which is fair but we don't know how to work as a team and in you you can just see it by the sports and that's something that I, that's, that it needs to change because we need to help each other because here in Guatemala the the word solid solidarity when you hear it most when there's just a, uh, some climate uh, thing happens then people is so solidary mm-hmm. people is helping what happened next nothing nothing <laughs> no, why is nothing happened because if Guatemala is like oh you are not suffering in front of me so or maybe you are but it's not affecting me or it's not touching me so it's like something like that so these days what mm-hmm. Guatemala is 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 is, is it's a, like um like a taboo if you want to call it like that working in the team because Guatemalans are not used to and they try to just they try to the the selfish way to say like if it's not affecting my way of life if it's not affecting where I belong then poor sorry you are in that situation but we can do we cannot do anything so that's the thing that changed with other societies like okay. Maybe they are not most solidarity uh, countries, but they help each other, they know each other, and that's something that rural areas have a lot. What if you see something in very common with all the immigration, is like most of these families made it to pay the coyote because the sister, the neighbor, or whatever, pay and help them to pay the coyote. Yeah. So it's something that you can also see that the, the communities are very like the work community and to help each other, but in the urban areas, are very like individual way to think and individual way to work and that's something that culturally is going to happening and that's something in my opinion it, it will help a lot if we teach the kids and the youth how to work together as a team and know how to just okay I help you but then it's not my problem so yes. no more try to be less individual I think that it's about like to understand why that happened and I think that the reason why that happens is this we come from this culture where we have to fight it's like in the jungle when you have to fight for your food so the first one to get there gets the best piece and we all grow up in this culture like we want to get the best piece because that's your chance okay you have a chance just just and have to go even, for it. It can even be, I mean, in the jungle, you might be talking about survival, and in some communities, too, you might exactly. be talking about and survival. And th- that's actually the reality in Guatemala. Even for us, we are surviving. We are surviving. If we can go- yeah. get the best piece, we are going to run to that. I think that's also somewhat related to what you're talking about, in that when it's not an emergency, many people are dealing with their own emergencies. Exactly. Because right? Right. you think of yourself first, right? And then it's your family. And yeah. then it's your community, right? Because, yeah. right. you know, look at all the philanthropists, and I'm just thinking of philanthropists right now, but... They're not okay. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> they, they have the time and the money and the luxury yeah. to think about the wider community. And I'm not saying it's not possible for 
Joe Bloggs on the street, but ultimately, if you don't know where your next meal's coming from, right. you're not going to think about well, climate money, change yeah. or helping the Amazon forest, rainforest right now that's burning to the ground. Um, so maybe that's a part of it because people aren't used to thinking about um, their neighbour because they've always, culturally, maybe their parents or their grandparents have always thought about, well, just us, just us the because thing we're is thinking like, about tomorrow. Because there is so little opportunities or not a lot of opportunities if we put an example like in a teamwork like for example a yeah. football soccer team a soccer yeah. a soccer team yeah. you are 11 playing and there is just one chance or two chances that one or two are going to go outside to play mm -hmm. so you don't want to give like a good pass to this one because then he will be the one who is going to score the goal is yeah. going to be the one who is going to fly out so you keep it for yourself and then you do bad for the team because then you lose the game and then That's everyone lose. Is soccer really a selfish sport? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that parallel though between like yeah. sports yeah. And, and, and society. Yeah. And oh, then well, yeah. like, we, we talk about culture and solutions and we, we change that mindset and say like, okay, we think, okay, there is two chances now. But if we lose, we all lose. Yeah. If someone goes out, that means that at least those two are going to go out and probably someone is going to come back and then it's going to be another two chances. Right. But we don't go further in that. But if we start to share that thought with everyone and everyone starts to think about in that way, maybe we're going to start the change. Start the change, not change. But just start the change and we all grow up with that with that mindset and then, then we will be able like hey let's let's do this for us it's not all all the time about me yeah and i think something sorry i'm very something very tangible here in antigua there are so many businesses here in antigua and many of them are competing so but something very tangible that we can where we can start changing all that for example, many of us, we have a cleaner lady that comes once a week, twice a week. And how much do we pay that lady? Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to make a hundred cues. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where we start the change. Uh, paying these people more because we, if we really want the country to develop, uh, we have to start covering the necessities and then offering something more so they can have a grow. So something very tangible will be something like that. And also for, for all these people here in Antigua that are entrepreneurs and creating businesses, to pay someone not just what is fair, but what they will uh, where they will be able to grow and to have these savings to so they can study, they can do something else. So I think that will be something really good to keep in mind uh, to all the people out there um, that we start making a change with these little things. So I... Um in the line with that, I think related to what Harriet and Emma do is um, that there are so many organizations here in Guatemala, so many doing really great work looking to address 
all of these really deep root causes that we know, you know, we could spend probably a year worth of podcasts talking about the education part and the yeah. inequality and the war. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there are so many organizations here already doing that work. Um, so I think what I would love to see um, with all the news about everything going on at the U.S. border, I've seen people who have become really generous and are giving to organizations who are working at the border. Um, I would love to see some of that funding put into these programs that are here in Guatemala. That, yeah, I'm sure Harry want to say the same thing. <laughs> but it's, I think we can see from here that it's a band-aid, right? If, if, you know, if my student is already at the border, it's too late. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that is a really lost cause. And it happened to me a couple weeks ago. I found out that a child left and she's not yeah. coming back. So... I would love to see some of the support that people have been really generous into putting into the border, focusing on these bigger root causes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be just only a nonprofit. It could be another type of sure, social, a social business. business. Yes. And I and I think that uh, that's a, a big help to kind of like help to find a solution because I mean it's not. It's, it's, there is no one solution. There's not going to be one perfect exactly. solution. <laughs> exactly, but it's going to affect a lot because then these things can like uh, can multiply. Because, for example, we know that the people who is living in the country is not the poorest of the poorest because the poorest of the poorest cannot afford right. to leave the country. The mm -hmm. ones that are going to leave, that are living, is like this girl yes. who has like the potential to do more. And it's she's the, young, the, she's it's healthy, young, it's brave because uh -huh. it's Very scary. Brave. And if we want to say this here. about Guatemala, yeah. and I think that yeah, Guatemalans we don't have the culture of travel. That's true, and it's because also because of economics, we sure. we use the money for other things, not for travel. We have another priorities, uh, and because of that, also people is not used to do it. So it's very it's very scared to think about someone who doesn't have like the opportunity, doesn't know the language, is going to go to a different country. It's just scary. You have to be really brave to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and then if we invest in the country, either like in nonprofits or social business, what will happen, I think, is that more people with more qualities are going to grow up. Because if you're an entrepreneur, if I'm an entrepreneur, I want to put like a, a business, I also need some qualified people who work with me. If I don't have that, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But if I have that, then I will be able to think of more things and bigger things and, yeah. and create more jobs. And this is gonna spread in that way. Um, and yes, I think that uh, there are so many nonprofits uh, or social businesses mm -hmm. that are uh, addressing either health, education, uh, uh, just self-esteem, yeah. like, uh, all the things like that and I think that everyone can find like a their gap or where they fit to 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 help in something and even just spreading spreading the word like saying like you know this is what is happening this is just think differently mm -hmm. because if you are not doing harm harm <laughs> just by spreading the word, I think that um, at least you're doing something. 
uh, open the eyes of more people and then like act a little bit more gentle. I know that some things can like be bothered at you and you can say, no, I won't, this shouldn't be happening. But that also doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Sure, don't get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, well, I think that uh, it was great. Thank you all for, for being here. Thank you. I hope that we have the opportunity to talk about these other issues that we were also addressing. Yeah. Uh, it's a big subject. It's so a big subject, and I think Subdivided that uh, having have different opinions in one table and share with each other thoughts, uh, it's also a way to grow up. And I think that we all need to do that if we want to like keep doing what we are doing and getting feedback and more energy from from each other. So yes. I wish that everyone here success to all the projects and hopefully see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle, for inviting us. And also, I think we all can work together. Yeah. That's I think that's the way to do it. Uh, that's the way that we will have a success. Yes. So, 